How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavon, and this is the Talk Too Much podcast. This week is an episode I've been waiting to do for a while. Um, it's on NBA Top Shot. My special guest for the week was Jennifer Sudo. Jennifer is an NBA Top Shot content creator. Um, she's been posting videos all year um, before this year. Actually, she was into Top Shot last year um, before the big hype. Um, so she's one of the most well-known NBA Top Shot content creators, and she also works for Evaluate Market. Um, that is a crypto company that shows all the NFT data, um, uh, gives analysis on all these NFT collections for any of you NFT traders out there, NFT collectors. Uh, if you need a place to look up data on your the biggest collections in the industry, um, Evaluate Market might be your place. Check it out. I'll include all the links in the description as well. Um, Got to show love to Jennifer, show her some support. But nonetheless, this was a very uh, fun episode for me because if anybody knows me, they know that I am probably, and this is not me speaking out of pocket, but I'm probably the best fantasy basketball player of all time. Actually, I'm not probably, I am. Uh, there's no one that can compete with me in a 12-man points league, um, literally not one human being alive. And so with that in mind, I decided, you know, it was time to venture out into Top Shot. I've been looking at it for a while. Um, I'm going to start building my collection as well, just for fun. You know, I love basketball. I, I say this all the time. Basketball is my religion. So that's why I was very excited to um, do this episode. Uh, now, am I going to be one of the best Top Shot collectors? I don't know. No, no. Come on now. No. But, you know, it's something that intrigues me and something that I've been looking to get into for a while. And for those of you that don't really know what NBA Top Shot is or aren't really familiar with it, even though if you're in the NFT industry, you definitely are, this episode's right for you. But even if you're not in the NFT industry, um, Jennifer said it best throughout the episode and I couldn't agree with her more. Think of Top Shot as like a gateway drug into NFTs. It's a, there's not a bigger, the barrier for entry is easier since you can buy them with US dollars. You don't need Ethereum. And I think that they're partnered with the NBA. Everybody, that's culture. That's a cultural movement. Everybody loves basketball. I'm just going to assume everybody loves basketball. I'm going to assume that there's not a single person on the planet that doesn't love basketball. Um, so without further much ado, I don't even know if that was the right phrase. Let's get into this episode. All right. Mm. Yo, yeah, what's up? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm actually very excited to be doing this just because um, you're the actually one of the only people that puts themselves on a camera and you're one of the only people that watches basketball in the NFT space. Dude, so, I don't even I don't watch basketball, though. I just collect NBA Top Shot moments. OK, so how did you get into that? If, how did how did you get into Top Shot if you don't like basketball? Right. That's a million dollar question, dude. I always it's funny because people always like if they hate on me for something, it's that they're like, you don't even watch basketball. Why do you even click moments? I'm like, you don't need to watch basketball. You just need to have money. That's it. But I know it kind of doesn't make sense. But um, for me, I, I um, so I got into NBA Top Shot when they first opened the public beta back in October 2020, you know, and um, it was because I had. Uh, some crypto kitties prior to that, which, you know, Dapper Labs created crypto kitties, the first ERC 721 token, you know, the first NFT. And, um, and so I, my sister was on the Dapper Labs website and she basically stumbled upon this thing where it was just like, sign up to, you know, we're opening our public beta soon, sign up to be, uh, you know, uh, one of the first people to be in our public beta. And so she did. And then she told me about it the next day and I signed up and then it was kind of, it was one of those things where it was like, we got lucky and, you know, luck is what happens when opportunity oh, meets yeah, preparation. Right? Yeah. Hey. The corniest thing <laughs> so, ever, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. No. Yeah, I know. It is a little cheesy, but it's true. Like, you know, it was kind of like, um, you know, uh, we had been in crypto, my sister and I, since 2017. And so we already believed in blockchain technology and everything. And, you know, um, for me, I started collecting NBA Top Shot moments because I believed this was the future. I believed in Dapper Lab's mission to introduce the blockchain to a billion people. Over and Ethereum? I like you actually at the time, you were just like, this is the collection for me to get into for money. Is that what you're saying? Um, for... um. Initially, I was, I mean, I didn't think it was going to blow up so fast, but yeah, initially I did, you know, put 
you know, money into it because I thought of it as an investment, you know, not necessarily because I wanted to collect the moments per se, but more so as I thought it would be a good uh, investment. Um, so yeah, uh, and and I didn't think it was going to blow up so fast. I thought it would take years before my moments would appreciate in value. Um, and in fact, in the beginning, you know, things were rather slow and, you know, I didn't sell my first moment until like two and a half months into, because I wasn't really profitable on anything. Like I, I kind of joined, um, you know, when, when kind of a lot of people, there was only a couple thousand of us, but it was like, I joined when everyone else joined to like, did you, you join know, before the, did you, did you join before it went off? Yeah. 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 There was $1 S1 commons and, you know, $10 S1 rares, mm-hmm. you know, and we'll and, get into that. Cause I have no idea what that means, but yeah. Oh, you I know that they're, I know that they're the, they're, I don't have any, no, I, so for ah, my background really quickly, what the heck? listen, so for me, I was looking at these and when I got into this industry, Top Shot was the first collection I was introduced to, uh, basketball is my religion. So we're kind of opposite mm-hmm. on, on that, Okay. <laughs> but I chose not to on purpose because I didn't think it was a good investment. So, and I know you're like, what, bro, what are you doing? But when did, when did you hear about it? uh january or february i heard at, at the time when i heard about it everybody was saying um it went off and it was slowing down and so i looked into it and the biggest thing for me is i wanted to be on ethereum and ever since then i've kind of regretted it because i think that i i've saw, seen a couple of your tweets where you were like um you should be investing in collections that that you really believe in long term so either way mm-hmm. it's not a win or a loss and for me i think top shot is something i regret you know i missing out on um, I, I've got, I built out a cool collection on Ethereum, but that was like a project I really loved. And I don't know if it's too late. So I'm hoping to find that out in this interview, but mm-hmm. I was going to ask you if you could please <clears throat> go ahead and give me, I know that this is a generic question, but give my audience in it. Like what is NBA top shot? Okay. NBA top shot is a platform where you can digitally collect moments and for the first time ever you're actually able to own them you can digitally own them so they're 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 yours and nba top shot is a um it is a centralized platform built on a decentralized blockchain so you know they created flow the flow blockchain and what i love about nba top shot is i kind of feel like it's a gateway to the nft world because you can use your credit card you know it's it's all priced in usd i mean you can play with crypto if you wanted to, but I like that. I like that about it. And it's relative, you know, there's no gas fees or anything, um, which I, I find to be yeah, really convenient. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, currently your Dapper wallet is uh, custodial. So, you know, they hold the keys to your wallet, basically. Like you can't move your moments to OpenSea. You can't move your moments and do all these different things with them you know, yet they said they want to move to non-custodial eventually, but it is kind of hard, you know, with using credit cards and everything and people doing chargebacks and I don't know, all these different complications that come with them, that come with that. So we'll see what they end up doing, but yeah, basically you can just digitally collect things. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, collecting uh, basketball cards, but you don't have to worry about them getting ruined by water or whatever, or losing them. And you don't have to get them PSA graded and all that kind of stuff. And you can easily does this collection update because i was at the summer league recently and i actually saw their booth mm, nice. um nice. were you there by the way no i wasn't when oh. i saw that yeah well i was at the summer league because i'm a real top shot fan no, i'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> I, was at, I was at the summer league and i i noticed that there was rare summer league packs specifically for mm-hmm. the people at the summer league so what i was going to say is number one are there are they going to release packs based off each season and do you think that as time goes on like in 2025 these 2020 packs are going to be even more rare. Yeah. So those are fandom. Those are like the fandom packs and fandom moments, which it's like, you can only get from, you know, if you're at the game, but then of course, you know, you can then get them on the secondary market, you know, on the marketplace, you can, you know, buy, sell and trade these moments. And I think that's, what's really cool. It's just like so easy to do that. As far as packs go, I am a huge advocate. I'm a huge believer in holding on to packs. Personally, I have over 45 packs that I unopened? have collected, unopened packs that I have collected. Oh, I have two S1. Unfortunately, I opened all of my packs in S1 except for two, Series 1, which is like the 
the Genesis, the first series, you know, the most uh, coveted, the most valuable, the most scarce, um, the, the maximum uh, edition size that any series one moment is out of is 3,999 for a common moment. So, you know, they're pretty limited. And I do believe that um, that it will kind of end up being a like rich people game and you know, people that really are in Tempe Top Shot are going to want to collect, you know, complete sets of S1 and everything. So I'm a huge believer in S- in S1 and I mostly have S1 moments. Um, but I also collect and open packs and I am excited uh, for them to add the ability for you to buy and sell unopened packs on the marketplace, which they said late summer. They said months ago, late summer. Technically, it's late summer, but who knows when they'll actually. So you're that. holding on to these packs assuming that and they will but assuming that Top Shot, you know lets you trade these pa- unopened packs yeah. and you're yeah. doing this because you believe these unopened packs will have more value yeah definitely it's kind of like playing the uh you're playing the serial lottery you know there's you can actually see which so so you know let's say you go to a moment let's say you go to a lebron james you know uh block uh out of 40k and you can look through the addition size and see oh number eight is still in a pack just as an example i don't know if this is true number eight is still in a pack oh and which pack is it in it's in uh it's in s2 you know <laughs> i don't know number 40 or whatever pack number 40 let's say i have that naturally you know people are going to try to you know want gamble to get that you know and they're going to pay a little bit more than what initially that pack went for as a result because they know the probability is better of them you know getting getting a special moment so things like that also just kind of opening packs from the past i think is going to have historical value you know despite what's in it maybe you even become the last pack standing and you know everything that's in the pack i still think it would go for a premium simply because um, it's a special experience to be able to open a pack and especially one, you know, that has, you can no longer buy. And the only way you can buy it is from somebody willing to let go one of theirs. And so, and I don't plan on selling my packs for years unless things really take off and blow up. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I should, you know, sell now or something. I have a question. Is yeah. this pack, okay, let's say I, I, I buy into what you're into your theory and I, and I get an unopened yeah. pack and there's a LeBron, a rare LeBron moment or Kevin Durant or someone big. Is it is this unopened pack from your gambling perspective going to be worth more than that individual player in five years? That individual moment, is that what I, that's what I'm trying Or do you think it's just a safer bet that this will be a higher value? So, okay, so you're saying, okay, so... I, so no, because if, if, if let's say there's a KD, let's say you have like a, I don't know, a rare pack and there's like a KD rare moment in it. That's going for 20 K as an example. That's crazy. Well, the, let's say the probability of your pack, there's a, I don't know, let's just say there happens to be a 7% chance that you have that moment. It's not going to go for, Oh, let, let, let's value it at, the cost of if, you know, it was the best case scenario and it had this, it's not going to be like that. I, I don't think that doesn't make sense for it to do that. Cause then you, and then you end up with like Mason Plumlee or something. It's like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. So um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be valued at less, but it's more like as a seller, you're hoping that it's like a Mason Plumlee that's in there, but as a buyer, you're hoping that it's a KD that's in there. So um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can end up just opening them, obviously. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll end up opening a couple, but that's what I was going to ask you. You, so you're, you're not in your head. Like, you're not, you don't have that gut feeling. Like you don't want to risk it all for one of those rare moments in your packs. Like you don't want to open it and see if you get one or you'd rather play the safe game. Yeah, it is kind of, it is kind of playing, playing a safer mm-hmm. bet to kind of, yeah. Um, well, I have already decided that I'm going to be selling most of my packs. I've already mentally decided that. So, yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm the type that I don't really like to um, look back and dwell. And if there was, you know, let's say a like Katie Rare, I would honestly be happy for the person. I'd be like, honestly, that it was meant to be. They were meant to have it. Like, it's just it was just meant to happen. So it's a win-win either way, but I just noticed right now you were dogging my boy Mason Plumley. So I have to ask <laughs> you, what determines the rarity of, of these moments? Because I've heard, for example, that sometimes it doesn't have to be the best player. It could be a lower end player, but a more, um, let's say, well-known play. 
So in your opinion, what do you look for when determining the highest value of one of these moments? I mean, there's different tiers, you know, there's common, there's rare, there's legendary. Um, and so that in and of itself kind of says the the tier for you. But but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's scarcity. I think scarcity plays a role in the rarity aspect of it. And, you know, that's why I say I value S1 above all, because they're the most scarce. And um, and so, you know, I'll even buy, you know, bad players, uh, uh, S1 bad players, simply because um, of the scarcity aspect. And I just kind of am, am bullish on S1 long term in general. Do you think um, there's going to be a market for those? Like, just really quickly interrupt you. Do you think there's yeah. going to be a market for like uh, Dante DiVincenzo and Mason Plumlee, like those level of players in like a couple of years? Do you think like those can sell or no? It doesn't take it. You don't need everybody wanting it. You just need a select few. You know, you just need uh, technically there can only be a thousand people that complete the S1 base uh, set. So there only needs to be a thousand people wanting to complete the set. And they have, they're kind of, they're forced to get the bad, the bad players too. But even, even then, I think that, you know, even the great players, it's like, you know, Steph Curry S1, there's this one uh, S1 moment that I have right now that I'm so tempted to sell because it's going for $800, uh, one of his S1 comments. And it's like, people are going to get, yeah, yeah. it's, it's out of, I don't know, 2000 something. They were kind of out of weird, um, uh, what the edition sizes were kind of weird the way they did it. But anyway, um, uh, so, so people are going to get priced out of all the good players for S1. And so if they want exposure to S1 and if they want to have that initial, you know, think about when, when we're in S5, it's like, what are people going to look to? Yeah. They're going to look to their favorite players, but they're also going to look to S1, which is like the first is the original, you know? And, um, so anyway, so they'll, they'll kind of be forced to buy. <laughs> So you have hella S1. you have hella S ones. I have a decent amount. I have That's crazy. Amount. So what? So do you think that like since we're now this, this is the the beginning of the NFT space? Do you see the NBA Top Shot as kind of like uh, the trading cards of this generation? Like, do you think it'll grow into like as big as Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh? I know it's a different genre, but do you think that it can be that going forward? Yeah, I kind of think, I mean, some people say it's an and or, but I think physical cards are kind of going to die out. I think we're peaking at physical cards right now. And I think the people that it's the old heads, it's the old men that are trying to like those, those dudes that have so much money. Gary in. No, Gary V likes them. Even Gary V. It's like, I mean, but I, you know, I almost feel like they're fighting it. They're fighting you know, adapting to, to the new way, to the, to the technology, to actually something that is permanently tied to the blockchain and just like you can permanently own forever. I don't know. I, I feel like it doesn't make sense for people to still collect physical sports cards, but you know, I mean, uh, um, you know, I just think that, yeah, people will come around. People will come around for sure. So why do you think that out of all, so before I even get to that, why do you think out of all these collections, Top, well, yeah. Why do you think Top Shop is going to represent that, like, uh, that sports collectible? Like, why, why can't another NBA collection or another is is Top Shop basically aligned with the NBA itself officially as well? Yeah, they're they're yeah, exactly. They yeah, they have the official license licensing, and I mean, NBA Top Shot. They're they're going to come out with UFC Top Shot. They they already came out with WNBA Top Shot, yeah, I which I collected all the moments for and um and they they've i they kind of teased nfl slightly like there's been some hints and stuff here and there i do believe that they'll be the ones that kind of it'll be you know whatever top shot and it'll just be all these different you know sports and so it is really exciting yeah for now it's just basketball but uh there'll be more in the future and, and, you know, that'll be, that'll be really exciting. And they have, they're going to come out with Dr. Seuss. I don't know when, but I don't know if you saw that Dr. Seuss NFTs. I don't know. <laughs> that's a little bit on, on but, the extra Yeah, side, that's huh? kind of random, but. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about, I saw your, uh, also you were talking about the WNBA as well. Um, mm. I, I wanted to ask you about this because you really are big on the WNBA moments. And yeah. I wanted to ask you why, because I'm curious, because I, you know, truth be told, I will get into Top Shot this year. I think I have, I'm just really good at basketball collecting. So I'm very Thanks. curious as to what you're like hyping this up as if this is like <laughs> thing to do. So I was going to ask Apparently, you, yeah, 
I was going to ask you if I get into this, like, what about the WNBA Top Shot moments uh, attracts you? First of all, uh, I think the WNBA is super underrated, and this is uh, this is a lot of exposure for the WNBA as well. It's been 25 years, you know, since the WNBA has been a thing. I mean, really, not that long if you think about it. And uh, the best player who's been playing for 17 years, Diana Tarazi, yeah. her moment's only 50 bucks. Her Top Shot debut moment is only 50 bucks, which I think is a steal. I've been stacking. I have like seven of them. But um, and you know, there's a lot of great. Uh, WNBA players that they that they added on the on the platform now and I feel like they've learned a lot from NBA Top Shot to where they're kind of doing things a lot better now they're being better at selecting better plays they used to do really shit shit ones for S1 like if you kind of watch the plays you're like why did they pick this but anyway so I think they've learned a lot from from that and you um, think uh Diana Taurasi is better than uh Sabrina Ionescu right now so yeah, well, uh, Sabrina Unescu is like, she's like LaMelo Ball, right? She's in her second year. I mean, technically her, her rookie year, she was like injured. Her, yeah. so she didn't play much. But it's like, she's like the promising young new player. And, you know, people love betting on, you know, rookies and new players. So, so yeah, she's going for, I think, even a little more than Diana Tarazi right Who's now. Who's the but- rookie coming in that, that from UConn, that's just like the most insane score. That's supposed to be the best. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't know. I, I don't know. Dude, she was as big as she's going to be. Everyone's saying she's going to be bigger than UNESCO. But what I was going to ask you is this. Why do you think that these because this is if you're saying like Diana Taurasi and Sabrina UNESCO moments going for 50, 60 bucks. Right. Do you think these are steals in the future? Like this is these are. Yeah. Like, so if 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 Sabrina UNESCO is Lamella Ball and Diana Taurasi is LeBron James, how much are their top shot debut moments going for? They're going for thousands, you know, I mean, I don't even actually know the exact number, but thousands like I I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think that they're they're undervalued right now. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to kind of appreciate in value and such, but I am betting on them with my dollar. You know, I'm voting for them. I'm I believe that they will be good investments long term, you know, hence why I'm buying them. Of course, so, of course. So now, now I want to get into an interesting uh, in part. Now, this show is not investment advice by any means, um, but I, I am very curious because in the NFT space, there's two types of people, the people that hold and the people that sell. And I just went through a very bad experience um, selling one of my rarest NFTs. Um, it was worth $23,000 and I sold it. And uh, now it's worth $56,000 and they're doing a 30 What was it? Uh, the mint pass. Do you know what by Meta Heroes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't even want to. Talk. I, I my dumbass mm-hmm. sold it the day before they minted the Meta. I mean, Heroes. you can't perfectly time anything, you know. You, no, you have- I, I literally no. I woke up. I felt something in my gut, and I just got scared, and that's why I criticized mm-hmm. myself because I was emotional in okay. that sense that day. So I was going to ask you what because you said this that you uh, again i referenced your twitter you said that it's better to take profit profits Uh, you don't you need to take profits to to come out ahead at some points but what i just learned is that was it for my it might be better to hold because they're going to appreciate value like you said so do you what's your mindset going into top shot do you have a specific set that you hold long term and the rest Mm -hmm. you sell like how do you approach this game I have, you know, been, I've almost been doing Top Shot for a full year. I've made a lot of mistakes, of course, you know, I, I've, 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 but what I've learned and what I have now, what I now think is like the best technique for me personally is buying things. And yeah, I will tweet about this because I'm like, this is what I have learned. You know, I've done <laughs> speculative buying and, you know, I've gotten burned and it's like, what I've learned is to buy moments or nfts that you want to hold on to long term don't try to just buy things for the quick flip because then when you get burned and get left holding the bag it's like you didn't even want that anyway you know it's like so buy you know moments and and nfts you want to hold long term and then if they appreciate and value enough for you to be like you know what this is kind of crazy i need to sell like i need to take some profits i need to get back my initial investment you know risk management whatever then sell like you know no no shame in selling i mean um i've done a lot of buying and selling i've done a lot of buying and selling i mean for the wmba moments it was like i completed a, the full set and then i started stacking the moments and then they did a showcase where you needed eight moments and the moments started pumping and i was like you know what i'm gonna sell some of these duplicates i have and i sold some of the duplicates you know for a profit because i was like why not 
and um and maybe i'll buy back you know and when there's they no gas fees to worry about right no gas fees there is a five percent marketplace fee that mba top shot takes but it's like it's you know it's nothing compared to gas that's for and sure do you choose your own royalties when you resell resell these on the open market do you say for example i want an extra five percent on top of that for mba top shot no yeah. you don't get royalties or anything it's just you get so let's say like i bought a moment for ten dollars and then i'm selling it for twenty dollars you know uh mba top shot's gonna take one dollar and then you know i get the twenty dollars and technically my profit is uh nine dollars yeah. or whatever so yeah you just kind of you accumulate that in your dapper uh wallet and then you use your dapper to buy more and stuff. you said that so you said that um it sounds like we're still a little bit early. If you said earlier on that you can't even, yeah. you can't transfer them to other wallets yet. So my question, I guess, would be for a new investor coming into this, like myself, that's interested. Do you think it's too late? And let's, I don't even want to go into this for profits necessarily. I just want to have a cool collection. No, yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be aware of the, t you know, where we are at in the cycle. So, you know, you said you heard about it in January and February. And honestly, that was kind of during, so in October, you know, that's when they opened the public beta, right? They had the closed beta starting in May, I think. And there's only a couple hundred people in there. Then they opened the public beta and then things were just literally, it was like nothing was really happening. Right. And, um, and then, you know, I even took a bit of a break. I just, I, you know, I put a lot of money in, bought a lot of stuff. And then I was like, yeah, there's nothing to do. I'm just going to chill. And I was moving in everything too. And then Katie from Dapper Labs, uh, head of marketing, sent an email where she was like, look at you know our sales volume. And it looked like this. It was like, boom, all of a sudden just goes straight up. Yeah, and this that. was early January when you know uh, Jonathan Bales wrote that article and and then Franksy, you know, did some interview and everything. Anyway, so so then you know things kind of rose and and I got back on and I sold a bunch of stuff and I reinvested um, into like S1 Legendary, you know, stuff I wanted to hold more long-term. And then it kind of dips back down again for a bit, you know, early February, kind of down. And then all the freaking fantasy football people, what is it, DSF or something? Yeah. Those people, Daily Fantasy, DFS, yeah. those people came in <laughs> and those people love speculative, speculative buying. And Oh my God, things shot up like crazy for February. And basically the floor, just to give you an idea, which I, I'm always watching the floor on my S1s, you know, the floor for S1 commons went all the way up to 125. Okay. And sell? mind you right now, the 30, yeah, I was selling stuff. I was selling <laughs> stuff, not, not exactly at the peep. I was selling, you know, 80s, 70s. I didn't think it was going to go that high, but I was selling stuff for sure. I thought this is unsustainable parabolic growth. It was looking insane. So many new people entering all at once. It, it was kind of, very crazy and overwhelming. And so, yeah, I was selling and then, you know, but with the intentions of buying back in later. And so I, I waited. And then in, I think April, I bought back in and then it kept going down and it was just, it was actually bad. It kept going down and, you know, that's what I was going to ask at losses. And that's what I was going to ask you is what yeah. you just got to is that part right there. I think that's the part that maybe prevented me from going in so what happened i don't know if i was wrong earlier when i said what i said about the state of the top shot market i thought kind of declined after that quick burst what happened there um at that that like at the state at when it declined and what is the state of top shot now compared to then basically top shot top shot i think top shot bottomed a month ago and it's just been kind of steady slowly climbing since oh, really? then so uh, yeah i do believe yeah they bottomed at the floor for s1 commons were like 22 dollars, and like it, it was now is kind of a good time and especially since the off season you know it's like i think now is a good time to to buy in if you're if you're uh if you haven't already like you know everyone's so focused on the other nfts and stuff and they're kind of neglecting nba top shop but i i think it's i think it's on on the rise again and i don't know if they'll be out of beta for s3 or what the situation will be but we are technically still in beta yeah why is, why is it important to get out of beta um out of beta means that they're going to really push marketing so they haven't really done, you know, too much marketing. And so out of beta just means, you know, maybe we'll see. T We're just, you know, excited to see, I don't know, everything that they're going to do. We know that they're really going to go hard when they go out of beta, you know, TV commercials and just just everything. And, and so, yeah, out of beta is important because beta just means that 
you're you're willing to be here yeah you're willing to kind of be here through rocky times and and oh complications and you know you're you have to deal with these stress tests and stuff like that and so uh, yeah we're definitely excited to be out of beta but out of beta means that you know once more people come in it'll you know, as, as more and more, uh, people come in, I think it will kind of be, uh, I get a little bit harder to, um, make money. It's always kind of like, if you're early, you have like the best advantage. Um, but yep. so, you know, the key to life. I just realized <laughs> what is the key to life be, being early to something like, I'll be honest with you. I di- didn't think like I would never have gone to work. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not that far in life or anything. But I just wouldn't have gotten the money I've gotten in this short amount of time through if I didn't come into NFTs. Like, and I'm sure you know this better. Like, none of you can't just 10x yeah. on any asset you you invest in. You know what I mean? So yeah. for me, I, I realized that being you don't have to be the best at, at everything per se. You just have to be early to, to <laughs> gain some profits. Yeah. But I was going to ask you, you know, um, as you were saying that this is going to, the important part for MBA Top Shot is to grow out of beta. What is your timeline? Like when, if you had to guesstimate, because it's been in beta, you said since for a while. So when mm-hmm. should we be excited for that alpha release? Um, I mean, I do, I really don't know. I'm, I think maybe S3 will be out of beta, which would be, um, when would that be? Uh, I don't know. Whenever the season starts again. I Is that when they release them by starts. seasons? Oh, because it's S3. Season. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It's pretty much by um, seasons, except right now there's like no season. It's just the off season, but it's still a new series. I mean, it's technically series two summer. I don't know. It's just like an extension, but. How would they yeah. release these moments? Like, would they wait till the end of the season or do they release them throughout the season as the games occur? Oh, yeah, they're releasing them throughout the season. Yeah, they're there. And then, you know, towards the end, you know, they're doing playoff packs and then, then they're those doing, are worth you know, more finals packs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if I'm coming in, I should look for higher players, higher rarity and, and playoff slash finals moments for my, my best returns, you'd say? Um, yeah, well, you know, a lot of people say, you know, focus on the good players, focus on the good players. Um, I mean, if you can get your hands on some S1, you know, I was, I was recommended for the long haul, but, um, you know, one of the, I guess, easiest ways to kind of get your collection started is to buy packs and then immediately open them and sell the moments before all the supplies out and the price goes down. And then, you know, you kind of build up, you know, a bit of a dapper from doing that. Um, You know, for now, the the EV on packs, it's like you, you, it usually, usually it's like you, you can make more um, than what the pack is worth than what you bought the pack for basically. And then, you know, you just buy the moments that you want with it. So that, that's how a lot of people kind of start building up a collection is they'll just buy packs. They'll, you know, immediately open them and sell the moments. And, you know, it's like, it's a smart thing to do. Like, you know, if holding packs, I feel like is more for like an established collector or it's like, you're really, you know, uh, thinking long-term or it's like, you don't, you don't need to like immediately open and sell to get the dapper. It's like, you kind of already can buy moments if you want. And so, yeah, I know I would recommend opening your packs right away and like selling the moments if you can. And, And during challenges too, you know, prices, uh, of moments usually appreciate in value because people want to collect all the, you know, pieces of the, all the moments in order to complete the challenge and get their Can award. you explain that? I saw that on their website. What exactly is a challenge? Everybody keeps talking about these challenges that you can win moments. Yeah. Well, basically you, you, you collect certain moments that it says, you know, it says, Oh, collect these five moments and you'll get this moment. And you don't know the addition size of what it'll be out of. The addition size is going to be out of however many people complete the challenge. So if only 100 people complete the challenge, then you have a moment with uh, uh, out of 100. And so what usually happens is, you know, as soon as they come out with challenges, which there's no challenges during the offseason, it's just showcase quests, basically. But um, what, what happens is people buy up the moments. And so they start rising in price. And so it's a good time to sell your moments, usually if you're not completing the challenge. And I don't usually do challenges. So I'll usually like, if I have the moments, I'll sell them. Because usually what happens is after people get the reward, they'll dump their moments like for a loss. And I 
don't really understand it, but they'll sell their moment for a loss. And so all of a sudden the price will drop. So then it's like, you can always just buy back your moment after the challenge, you know, but, and then, but you can sell your reward, whatever you want to do with your reward, you know, you can do with it. So number one, I also, um, I've seen this throughout the industry as well. I think that's a big reason why prices drop. People are just like, put it for a loss. I just don't understand why you voluntarily lose money. But I was going to ask you now, on a more personal side, what are your favorite moments of your collection? Like, what are the, the <laughs> like, if I were to say, what's, what's like the golden bags of your collection? Like, what parts, Ooh, what moments are you most Golden bags. Yeah. So, okay, that's a good question. My favorite set that I have is the S1 Rare final set, which um, I, I actually have. Okay. I have two LeBron S1 Rare final moments. How do I look it up? Can you tell me? Sorry. Uh, sure. Type in um, let's just type in like LeBron <laughs> finals. LeBron finals. <laughs> let's see what it's that ends S- up. With. It's an S1 rare. It should pop. There should be like a blue, blue, oh. yellow, green set. Is it the one uh, like uh, the, his in the bubble? Yep, it's in the bubble. I, oh, think, I, the I bubble think I moments are special too. It's going for like five thousand or something right now. I think. Oh, yeah. are you going to sell? At the peak, it was going for 17K. But I, I, I'm what? holding on. It's my long-term hodl. Yeah, it's my long-term hodl. So I have two of them. I actually opened them from packs, and I've held on this whole time. I actually opened them from packs. Is it and, the dunk? Um, is it the dunk? Uh, I don't know. What, what sorry, is sorry, it? Sorry. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm I, curious, though. Like, I have what, too many moments. for 17K? Oh, I found it. I, I'm looking at it right it's now. It's only out of 750. Edition size of 750. It's an S1 rare, and it took place. You know, it's a championship moment so I, I think that i think those are super special i think that whole set is special and i'm super bullish on that set i have at least two of every single one of those moments from that set How, so each single moment's right now worth five five thousand two hundred the top no, sale just it was- lebron's just LeBron's. LeBron's. There's other people's like uh like you know kelly olinick his s1 rare finals moment is going for like i don't know 150 or something so there's di- the different players have different values it's crazy that the top sale on this, you're right, is was 21K at one time, I think. That's what it says here. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. So I was going to ask, okay. how long do you think you're going to hold this this bad boy for? Like, when do you think you'll feel that urge to sell one of these? So I uh, recently, um, you know, completed a second set of it so that I can, uh, down the line, I would like to auction off a complete set. I don't think there's many people that have. I mean, only 750, actually less because the Jimmy Butler reward moment is out of, I think, 347. So only like 347 people can really have this whole set. So I would like to auction it off one day, but only when it's like worth like maybe six figures or something. I would like to do that. And then the other, you know, complete set that I have of it, I would like to just keep long term. I would just like to hold it forever if I can. I mean, you know, maybe I'd cave and sell it, but I would like to hold on to it long term. So you have a collector's mindset too. You're not just in this for profits. Like you like building out your collection. Yeah, right? yeah I'm a, I'm a hodler. I'm I'm a hodler. Yes, I'm in it for, you know, um, I, I think of it as an investment. And yeah, I initially got in, you know, for the money, but it's like you become attached to the moments and you want to keep them. So um, yeah, and I do think they'll appreciate and value and, yeah, I definitely, I do want to keep them long Is there anything like worth more than a LeBron moment like this? Like, is there another player, like super rare moment that could be worth more than a LeBron or no? Yeah, I mean, well, if you look at the Cosmic, you know, the the legendary sets, it's only out of 49. All those are going for, you know, a lot. I mean, you can get, I think, Sfi is going for like 10K or something. I don't know how much is Cosmic is going for, but it's like, yeah, it, it depends on the 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 rarity, like what the scarcity, you know, what, what it's out of and legendary moments, you know, naturally go for more because they're out of a lot less. So, yeah, but, but as far as players go, like if you're just looking at, uh, you know, all the common moments or all the rares, like, okay, who's the most valuable player in those different categories? Yeah. It's LeBron, LeBron James. He's, he's, He's a good one to have, you know, the always have LeBron. Okay, they top. say never sell LeBron. That's what they say. Never sell LeBron. Is they that's this that's is a why. top shot saying this is no, a, like, that's what that's what collectors say. That's why I've never sold. I think I've sold uh one LeBron or something, but ooh, I like ooh. I never sell LeBron because they say never sell LeBron. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? So let me ask I'm you really quickly. Can you give me a couple other players you have in your collection that you're proud of besides LeBron's? Like at that level, like quickly, I just I'm at curious. Um at that level. 
Um, and how long would it take for me to build a collection like yours? Like without well, those rare players? It, well, it's, uh, it would take, it would, it, it's not about time. It's about money. So it would just, it would just take a lot of money. <laughs> it would take like, you know, five figures. I mean, at least well, be, but I also got in early. So it's like, I had more opportunity and I didn't have to put in as much, you know, but, um, I mean, I mean, I, I have some moments that I have, um, I, like I said, the Steph Curry S1 comment, like, you know, that one's $800 and I'm like tempted to sell and, Don't sell that one. but yeah, I know. I know. I, I had it listed and for a day and then I took it down. Don't, I was like, no, I, I can't that, sell it. Uh, okay. And I don't, I'm, I'm very curious about this market. I think that the Steph Curry's is this series one you said. Yeah. Yeah, I would not. There's, I there that one has to be worth five figures at least. I was gonna say, can you trade yeah. these moments? Like, if I wanted to finesse someone and take their, yeah. you know, can you trade moments? You can gift. You can gift right now, um, which you know it's it's risky to do trades with people you don't know. But you can gift, and then someone can gift you something back. Essentially, do you think that? But... Do you think? Well, what do you think of that? Do you think that they should incorporate trading? Don't you think so that they, would make they, it doper? Yeah, they actually used to. Um, so they're the the moderators. There used to be moderators. Then they like retired all the moderators in the Discord. And now there's just community managers that actually work for uh, NBA Top Shop. But there used to be moderators that just volunteer for free to moderate the Discord. And they used to referee trades. They used to literally be middlemen for trades. And they would and they would you know it would be like okay now you both send it to me. And now I'll send it to the other. But then it started becoming like a liability thing. And they were like, oh, we can't do this anymore. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's us. That is super. I would never. I, I think that I, for Top Shot, I think that where they're going, if they incorporate like a trading mechanism where I can trade, you know, I think a big reason why fantasy sports is big is, is just building your team and trading. I was actually kind of mm -hmm. get there. Like right now, these are like collector's moments. Do you ever think there's going to be like, they're, the top shot, the Dapper Labs will create a fantasy version of this or they'll give new utility to these. For me, even if they don't do that, I just think the trading thing would be huge because now a big part of – we were talking earlier about physical trading cards. You're right. They're outdated, but it is fun meeting up, for example, us two and trading cards and mm. me taking your LeBron yeah, moments yeah, and going true. home with your LeBron moments. Like that, <laughs> That's something I want to do. So right. do you think that trading would be a big a component to this? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll figure something out in the future. And as far as utility, you know, I don't know if you've heard about Hardcore, their game coming out. They're coming out with a game that, you know, the moments you have actually play a part in the game. Yeah, that's what I was looking and so, for. Yeah, and so, yeah, and so people are so pumped for that. And um, Can you go so a little bit more detail? What is that game? We don't know when it's going to come out. We don't know. We don't really know. They haven't really even said much. There aren't there aren't many details about it, really. Why? Um, because Why are they so and they are going to be doing I don't know if they're doing it now or what, because they're so like secretive about it. But it's like they're going to be doing uh, beta testing, but they don't want top shot collectors to be testing the game. They want like other people that don't know about NBA Top Show to be testing the game and stuff. So I don't know if they're conducting those tests right now and such, but they, I think that, um, first of all, as soon as they release it, everyone's going to go crazy and like blow it up and, you know, probably break the app and uh, break the game. I mean, who knows? So I think they really want to try to get things right. They know that they have a big audience and they have a lot of people that, you know, they have collected a lot of moments, you know, they want to, they want to do something with their moments. And so, you know, using, and, and, oh my gosh, being able to lend out your moments will be that, huge. Yeah, that would be huge. For staking, you yeah. mean? That, that brings me, do you think that this is going to have like a crypto, like a fungible crypto asset? Like, is this a play to earn game that you're referencing? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They haven't said anything about that. I don't know. I like play to earn, but no, I don't know. If that, that would be, I, that would be huge. I just think that now that you mentioned that, like it doesn't even, I think for sure Top Shot will go off, at least pump before the game, like a uh, worst case if someone were to get in, I think that you were right where this is the bottom. I'm not going to take up that too much of your time. If you had to give me a prediction a year from now, if I was to have a conversation with you, where would you say NBA Top Shot is and where would you say your collection is? Um, so, uh, man, that's hard. It, I mean, it kind of 
It, so much can happen in a year because there could be a whole, it can just go crazy high. And then will. all of a sudden it goes down. So then it's like, you know, so we don't know. Oh, yeah. We don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, there'll be cycles. There'll be cycles for sure. So I don't know where we'll be at in the cycle, but I definitely think there'll be millions of people on the platform. I think there'll be millions. Cycles? Of- sorry, sorry to interrupt. Well, I'm Market curious cycles. about that. I, I know, I know, I know what you mean, but like, why do you, why are you convicted that and then I know we're going to go down and go up, but why are you convicted? Like if you just said millions of people come into top shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The floors might drop sometimes, but you, you really yeah. think we'd go through a bear market per se in top shop. I mean, it really boils down to supply and demand, you know, and they have said they want common moments to be common and abundant. And, you know, they're going to naturally as every series goes on, increase the addition size of all of the various tiers to accommodate for the influx of users. So, you know, obviously they, 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 hopefully they they try their best to kind of uh, make it work. But if the supply starts to outweigh the demand, then yeah, naturally there, there will be a decrease, of course. So there will be a decrease. Um, I mean, you know, I, I we'll, we'll see that. That's why I think S1 is the safest bet. I think S1 is the safest bet because you can never go back in time. And, you know, even, even I mean, I guess S2 is closed as well, but I just feel like S1 because it was the very first one. And so it's special. No, there's a but, saying like what, what makes the Michael Jordan rookie cards the rarest is the other cards. So, yeah, I agree with you. Like it's saying after it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And right now there's just series one and series two. But it's like, what about when there's series 10, you know? So that's, so. so what What do you, my last question to you is, what will your collection look like a year from now? Are you going to keep going the way you've been building it, the way you've been building it? So I have been, um, I've actually been recently um, just chilling. I mean, yeah, I collected, you know, the, the WNBA moments and such, because I was excited about that. But really, I'm just kind of chilling with my collection. I'm good with my collection. Um, and, you know, once I finish, I'm still in the process of taking out my initial investment kind of slowly, but surely getting myself to sell some stuff and then uh, withdrawing. But once I take out my initial investment, finally, <laughs> then I will uh, pretty much just, you know, leave it alone. I mean, of course, I'll still buy packs and everything and still, you know, I'll probably grow my pack, an open pack collection. But uh, as far as buying moments in the marketplace, you know, unless there's moments I really want, uh, I'm not really going to be doing too much buying. So, I mean, I'm really just kind of chilling with my collection. I already have, you know, almost 500 moments. So it's kind of like, do you, you know. do you invest in other stuff really quickly? Yeah, I am. I invest in cryptocurrency, um, like NFTs, other NFTs. Yeah. Other NFTs as well. Um, and how would you, to end it all, I just, I'm out of curiosity. Sorry. I'm curious. I just keep asking questions. Like how would you compare top shot? to other ETH-based collections? Well, I think NBA Top Shot is a lot easier and a lot more attainable for the masses because it's a lot lower of a price point. You know, you can get a moment for as little as $3, I believe, right now. And so it's just so easy and so cheap and there's no gas fees and you don't have to set up a MetaMask wallet and um you know you don't have to save your seed phrase you know it's not as um it's not as complicated so i think that it's a great gateway like i said and i think that it's a lot of it's going to be end up being a lot of people's first nft and then you know they start going down the rabbit hole and they're able to kind of learn more and i mean if you think about it nba top shot doesn't even say really anything on the website about Oh, you know, these moments are on the blockchain. Like they don't even say that, you know, they they just say, oh, digitally collect these moments. And so I feel like they're going for the approach of just saying, oh, these are just digital collectibles. And then, you know, in that, then people start to learn what they really have here. The place I saw you make, like you work at this place called Evaluate Market, right? Yeah, I work for Evaluate Market, which is where you can analyze your uh NBA top show moments. That's what I was gonna and ask. you can yeah, can and you-, you can see your portfolio value. So you can see, you know, over time how it's progressed, your your portfolio value. So so you so mm-hmm. I, I, that's what I was my question. So top shots enlisted in evaluate market. I saw that. Is that like a? I've been looking for a data data some data software for NFTs. Is that like 
Are, do you guys like basically track the action of each collection and your wallet as well? So we have 15 uh, NFT projects that we currently support, three flow-based, and then, you know, including MB Top Shot, and then the rest are cool Ethereum-based. Yeah, we have Cool Cats, yeah, Board It, yeah. Yacht Club, you know, Board It, Kennel Club, all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, constantly adding more. We want to we wanna basically have all of the popular great projects so that people can, you know, be able to easily, uh, you know, see all the sales history and analyze them and, and you know, see how many transactions in a day, how many unique whole collectors and just you know the market cap all that just kind of be able to see more information more easily and you guys are exclusive huh you don't just take any like any any project that comes out like you'll you'll do the biggest ones only yeah we have an application on our website uh if you want to get your nfts listed but yeah we really want to because we realize that you know since we only have so many it's it's kind of like we're kind of promoting them in a way so we yeah. want to be sure that we're like adding on you know good ones Probably. that kind of have staying power of course we can't get it 100 right i'm sure maybe there's some projects that you know maybe there's a project that we have now that won't be here in a year i don't know but we're we're slowly adding more and more and hopefully it doesn't have to be so like oh we can only add certain projects like we want to be able to add kind of everything if we can so we're, we're working on building out our team. And are you, Mila, I guess, I, I'm sorry, I'm just out of curiosity. My last question would be, are you focused? Like, is it a main point of emphasis for you to build your brand within the NFT community now that you got, got into evaluating market? Are you still as focused um, to build your brand? Is that like a main point of emphasis for you going forward? Or are you trying to help evaluate market? When they, so they reached out to me because I started, I don't know if you know this, but I, was uh one of the first people to create nba top shop videos and show my face on and yep yeah, on yeah, yeah i saw that and um and i would make weekly update videos and i still do i'm taking a break actually right now but uh make weekly update videos i don't talk about oh this player that player because i don't watch basketball but i would just state the facts here are the floor prices here's what you know big events that happened this week you know and nba top shot here are the challenges going on just all that and you know condense it down to five minutes make it short and quick do a giveaway at the end, stuff like that. And so they actually uh, found me through my YouTube and they reached out and they they wanted to know if I wanted to work for them and, you know, be in charge of uh, marketing and social media. And so, and I was like, yeah, I would love to. So, so and wait, but wait, I said- You recommend giveaways? Do you recommend doing giveaways at the end of your videos? I was thinking about dabbling and stuff like that, but I don't know. It's what do nice. You give away? It's a nice way to, I give away a Top Shot moment. I give away a Top Shot moment, obviously. I mean, Any one of them that you have? <laughs> So I actually, uh, when I made my first video, I made an introductory video saying, oh, this is what I'm going to start doing. And this guy reached out to me. His username is Sack Daddy. And he reached out and he's like, hey, <laughs> I know. Okay. This is random username. <laughs> nice to know. So anyway, no, because, okay. But anyway, so then he reached out and he's like, can I donate a moment for you to give away? And I was like, oh, yeah, you can sure. Like, how was, how not? rare was it? It was like a solid moment. I forget what moment it was, but he's like rich. He like has like a ton of moments. He's a big collector. And he's just like, it'll help you like gain more, like get more attention. So I'm like, okay, sure. What a nice guy. Yeah, what a nice guy. <laughs> Thank so you. Sack kind of, I know. So he kind of started it. And then after that, people started being like, hey, like, can I don don donate a video? Donate a moment. And people started donating them. And then um, and then I started giving away stuff from my own collection as well. But yeah, I think it's a great way to just kind of reward your uh, viewers. Just okay, So I just got to wait. I just have to wait for Sack Daddy to DM me. And then uh, I'll, I'm sure I could start. <laughs> Maybe you should DM him. <laughs> Maybe. You go ahead and give me his Twitter. I gladly will. I'll slide in. I think it's just Sack Daddy. Yeah, I'll just look Sack Daddy up on Twitter. S -A -C. But anyway, S -A -C. I was going to. Really? That's okay. So he went that route. <laughs> so anyway, he, didn't, he anyway. couldn't have added the K on there. But anyway, um, maybe it was taken. I don't know. My last question I've asked already uh, many questions is. Is NBA Top Shot um, going forward? Is it like in as the NFT? Because I think we're about to go through a very big you mentioned the game earlier. And that's the thing I wanted to leave my audience with is I think play to earn gaming and gaming is the next step for NFTs. Mm -hmm. I think 2022 is based off that. Um, do you think that NBA Top Shot has a place um, in gamification or is it a complete collector's item? 
I mean, with hardcore coming out, I actually saw one of your, uh, I was like looking through your interviews and um, I, I saw, I was watching some of the one with Carson Daly and then I was watching some of the other ones too. And I saw that someone, I forget who it was, someone like mentioned Gods and Chain. And then you're like, oh, wait, you mentioned Gods and Chain because I had the Gods and Chain founders. And I actually play Gods and Chain. I've been playing for like, how is that? A year, I want to say, or not a year exactly, but I've been playing. I just love, I love Gods and Chain. I play. Make, hey, explain to me really quickly. Is there a fungible crypto on it or did they remove that? A fungible crypto. Like an ERC-20. Like, didn't they have like a cryptocurrency based off the game? Did they remove it? So basically, well, they just came out with their Gods token. Um, uh, Basically, you know, how it works. I don't know if you play Hearthstone or whatever, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you just collect the, you just, you just play and you gain experience and then you unlock these packs and then you get cards and then you can build a better deck and then you get more experience, you unlock more packs. And then if you get duplicates, if you get two of the same card, you can fuse it together and it actually creates an NFT and then you actually own it. But here's the thing. They have um, they disabled that feature because gas fees were so high and they've had the feature disabled for as long as I've been playing because they wanted to build out their own layer two solution, Immutable X, yeah. so that there's no gas fees or anything. And so they're in the process of rolling out Immutable X. I think it's almost like done, you know, practically. I mean, you can't fuse yet, but I think this year it'll be fully rolled out. And, and once that's the case, yeah, then you can start, you know, minting your own NFTs and you could buy, sell and trade the cards if you want. Um, I mean, I'm just kind of building up my collection of cards. And then I think it is more of a long-term play though. Cause I don't think there's, you know, too many people interested in gods and chain right now uh, from what i've seen there are a lot of people but not like a lot, How a lot would you people, what's you know? that game comparable to like why do you like it so much hearthstone uh magic the gathering oh it's really like it's like magic yeah so i mean i've never pl- i don't play video games or anything but i was really interested in um uh finding a play to earn model blockchain game i just kind of wanted to get into blockchain gaming and so yeah i just started playing and then it's kind of addicting and now just at night when i'm like shut out and i just like play the game do you play <laughs> it's your fun. computer do you play yeah, your computer? My computer. yeah and is it a strategy game like is it one of those games where yeah strat- yeah strategy yeah it ties into it and the better you know you want to have better cards so as you level up and you get more cards, and that would be the incentive for people to buy your cards as well because then they want the good cards to be able to have a better deck so that they can win more and then um i'm not sure 100 sure how the gods token plays into it i th- yeah i don't want to speak on that because that's what i was sure, that's but- what i was referring to i i saw the creators say because of the sec sec's investigation into crypto we're going to currently disable that, that God's token. Oh, really? Okay. And that's why I heard the community being like, yo, that's just not a good move. And that's why I was like mm. hesitant on God's Unchained. Um, mm. But yeah. I'm not going to take up any more of your time because I've been talking to you for an hour. Um, oh, but I forgot to answer. I remembered I forgot to answer the last question because. Yes, you didn't tell me your collections. And you got now. caught up with the giveaway yeah. thing. Okay. No, well, I was going to say, because you're like, oh, you know, with Valuate, it's like. When, well, when they reached out to me to work for them, I said, you know, can I still do my own thing? Can I still make my videos? Can I still, you know, kind of progress my, my brand, I yeah. guess. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're totally, they're so like lenient and they're so like nice. And I, you know, I have my own podcast show and it's like, it's not related to, to evaluate and, and they don't care. You know, I make YouTube videos and, and they like it because it, because also me getting more attention and, um, you know, gaining more uh, popularity, I guess, is kind of a good thing for Evaluate because it's like I'm tied to Evaluate. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I work for them. And so, you know, when I'm making more connections, I'm able to also, you know, uh, you know, maybe projects will reach out to me and be like, hey, can we be added to the platform? And then it's just like it's easier to connect that way or like, you know, we just started doing influencer marketing. And so like when I reach out to people, it's like they already know me. So Oh, I actually was going to ask you. That's very interesting. You brought that up. I didn't. So I'm in a similar situation. I'm uh, I build out collections for corporate brands. I just got hired as the VP of operations at NFT Stadium. It's Let's a company go. out here. It's a company out here in Las Vegas. So basically, I said the same thing was, can you can I keep building my brand? Because it wouldn't make sense like to I mean, I personally am of this belief, like if I were to work for a company and they were to screw me over, 
I would be screwed. Like, no pun intended. Like, I would have nothing. Whereas that's why I want to continue to build this. But you just mentioned influencer marketing. And like, for example, my we're currently reaching out to esports teams to build out collections for them. And that's the, nice. uh, another thing I, that I, influencer marketing is probably the most important thing, would you say, in the NFT industry to get a collection off its feet? Would you agree with that? Or do you think there's something else that's mm-hmm. better? Um, I mean, it's a good way to get eyeballs. It's a good way to get eyeballs. But, you know, yeah, obviously it has to have traction. I think the team, I look at the team a lot, you know, when I'm when I'm investing into uh, collections, I really look at the team. But but yeah, I'm sure a lot of people. Yeah, it's like if OK, as far as hype goes, it's like, yeah, you want other people to to know about it and stuff. And um, what would you say? Like, yeah, so if, if you were building out a, um, a collection, like what would you what type of influencers would you go for? Would you go for strictly crypto influencers or are you going for like for evaluate market? Are you targeting people outside? Oh, the evaluate. Oh, for, so for evaluate, we just started um, reaching out. I just started reaching out to like YouTubers to make kind of like an overview video of our platform, just kind of showcasing how it works and stuff. So really just kind of, um, you know, more about like uh, brand awareness and showing people how to use our site. And so, yeah, I just, you know, I started reaching out to YouTubers at first, NBA Top Shot specific. Um, but then I'll read, I'll start, you know, broadening to like NFT people and stuff like that. And yeah, and um, we're working with uh, Pac Rip uh, right now, and he's going to write a blog for us and, and on his, on his um, newsletter and everything. So just stuff like that. Um, mostly NBA Top Shot focused, but I'm going to start to branch out to other nft influencers if you will what were you gonna say i'm sorry if i interrupted you i just had something i want to say what were you gonna say regarding your evaluate market that you want to answer wait that what the what, what did you, you were just like hold up i forgot to answer this so I, and i felt bad because you said something i didn't want to forget you said an influencer marketing and i was just like i need to ask her about this for my oh job. no i fin- i finished talking i was basically saying that yeah, I'm still I'm still focused on you know building my brand and you know bu- and building evaluate markets brand. Do you do you have the same ambition you did before evaluate marketing for your brand? Because you said you were taking a break earlier. I caught that. Why? Well, I was t- I'm taking a break from weekly update videos on YouTube because I've been making them every single week since February, and I kind of started to get it started to get a little bit uh repetitive for me and i'm doing so much that it started to feel kind of like a chore and i didn't want it to feel like a chore i wanted it to be fun again so that's why i'm taking a bit of like a refreshing break just kind of doing some lives in the meantime but um no it's because i started you know my nft podcast and i'm on people ask me to be on their shows and i'm doing twitter spaces and it's like i'm doing so much that um in the nft space that yeah naturally nba top shots a little bit you know on the back burner for me um right now it's like you know i obviously can't do it all i have to sacrifice some things so it's just temporary but no yeah. I'm, I'm kind of um i was actually thinking that to myself the other day um i I'll, i'm gonna edit this part out because i can't release it till next week but i gotta i started i'm gonna start working with the graph next week but i was really i saw you say that on something literally a week ago and i was thinking to myself like because i've been doing this bullshit like since august and it, let me just say this <laughs> This wasn't NFTs. This was a, a local marketing show up until February until I caught wind of NFTs. Then I 360 mm. pivoted. Dang. But I was I saw you say that on, on something and you were just like, dude, this is getting repetitive. And I've, I felt that. I feel that. So like, I don't know how to deal with it because now that I, I'm working with the graph, it's an incentive to keep working. But mm. I kind of, I saw that and I was just like, like, honestly, it, I don't know because someone said to me, dude, it's supposed to feel like that. But to me, it's like, it's just unenjoyable to constantly just go through. Like I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I have to edit this video and all this. Just, it's like, it's like, I'm a believer in like, do what's fun for you. Like it's your life, do whatever you want. Like if you just want to stop one day, then just stop. Like people are always trying to like make you do things. It's like, chill. Don't you have an OCD for your baby though? Like it's, it's, you built your brand. You got like, you got a lot of subscribers, views. Like do you, are you okay just letting it go? Dude, I built up a TikTok of seven hundred thousand followers, and then I retired, and I private my account, and I and I and I stopped posting and everything. It's it's fine to move on. It's fine to move on. It's like breaking up after you're in a relationship. What are you just gonna keep being together because you've been together for so long? If it's not right for you anymore, then you just end it. I mean, it's just it's just Uh how things go. Like I don't know what else to say. Maybe I'm a little more savage about it, but I do respect that. I, I really do. I think that's something I need to really i don't know for now 
I think that's something I need to be okay with. I feel like, for example, I'll still like stress myself out to write a, a weekly newsletter some weeks when some weeks I could take a week off. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm starting to agree with that. I, I saw that and I was just like, man, maybe I need to kind of take it easy, but um, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Uh, thank you so much for, for doing this with me, Jennifer. Uh, this episode will be out next Wednesday. I'm going to bother you for three days in a row. I oh, mark it three days what? in a row. So you're going to see notice okay. three days in a row. And I'm sorry. Let's yeah. go. If that's the case. Um, but All thank right. you so much for doing this with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. You, you have great energy, by the way. And I, I really enjoyed talking with you. Do I really? Thank you. That's yeah. a very good comment. Yeah, you do. Thank you. That's uh, no, no, comment. seriously, your, your energy is contagious. It's like, you know, you can feel people's energy through the screen sometimes. What does that mean? I, I like that compliment. You're, you're, you're excited. You know, you're, okay. you're, you're like, you're happy. You're excited. I saw you like taking some notes and stuff. It's like, you're very like attentive. That's really, I, I, you know, you're, you seem like a good listener. It's like, not and, really, but yeah, the rest. No, yes. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I think it was good. You did good. Thank I, you. I, I like, Thank you. No, yeah, that, okay. that means a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to DM you next week, probably with all the stuff. Um, and again, thank you for doing this and be safe. All right. See ya. Peace. See if I can do this. Ooh.